0: Hey, what's happening, everybody? This is Dennis Terrell of Terrell Knife Works, and you and I are listening to the Work For It podcast, where the emphasis is on business in the workshop. You can support these guys for as little as $1 a month or $12 a year, and show your support by going to patreon.com forward slash workforit to find out more. $12 a year, that won't even buy two gallons of gasoline here in California. You might as well support these guys like I do so they can help us all work for it. Hey, everybody, it's Brian House here for the Work For It podcast. Uh, hmm, Today, December 8th, 2022, coming up on Christmas very fast, and if you're like me, you're extremely busy, but we, all three of us, Brian, Ben, and Brian, are in the studio keeping you company while you work. Now, if you need supplies for any of the projects that you've got going on, make sure you hit up MaritimeKnifeSupply.com. Lawrence Lake over at Maritime can help you out with just about any project and get you your stuff super quick. He also supports this show, which we truly appreciate. The other supporters of the show are the beautiful people of Patreon. So if you feel compelled, you think you got some value, some entertainment, even if you laughed one time, you can send us that laugh back in the form of support on Patreon. As little as $10.80 a year. We do more than 50 shows a year, so that's pretty super cheap. Hey, listen, we appreciate you, even if you don't support us. You're dead to me if you don't. Brian, let's go! Let's do it, baby! Work for yeah! it! You're losing the word for it. Podcast? I'm sick and tired of this shit. Right now, I'm going to call it. I'm sick and tired of Christmas. I'm oh, done. Really? I'm over it. it I am, like, turning be- into that green guy from that story that everybody watches.
1: Oh, you're Christmas. a mean one, you bastard. What's got you they all call that guy. Friend? What's going on? What do they call that guy? The Grinch? Yeah, Something like that.
0: Yeah, man. Lives on a fucking mountain, you know. Dude, Brian, what but, the hell has you all grinchy? What's going on over there? Well, there, there's a couple reasons. One is I made a mistake that cost me me and my company quite a bit of money. Ooh, and bro. I hopefully can recoup this dollar amount, but it's going to take some time. And so when people are like it's so cool that you're an entrepreneur man you like you can do whatever you want well yes that's partially <laughs> true but then when you make big mistakes there's no one above you to blame except for yourself yeah. because you're a freaking <laughs> idiot so
2: usually yeah. right after yeah. that statement you hear things like oh tax write off write like, <laughs> off <write-off>, write off write off
0: right <laughs> off do we even know what a write off is i mean come on man like, <laughs> right
2: Oh, uh, most people don't. I will <laughs> concur with you there. Um But, but if I will you, say it's
0: part of the gig, right? You yeah. you go into business yeah. for yourself, you make decisions that are you hope make good you hope to make good decisions I'm, I'm so mad at myself. <laughs> Honestly, I like almost punched the wall today. I, I right? was it was like one of those things where when you make a decision like this, it affects things that you like for instance like well yeah because like okay now i had this money to do this and now i don't have it anymore and that's Mm. gonna affect 2023 yeah and there's nobody to blame
2: right there's no that's oh you work for yourself you don't have to listen to anybody but yourself you do whatever the fuck you want Yeah. yeah but there's also nobody to blame but yourself
0: (laughs) when it comes down to the crown, as they say,
2: and there's no playbook, no no playbook, no uh, template you can follow. You know, it's, uh, it's lonely at the top, brother.
0: Every business owner will have a story like this. And if you're in business, if you're lucky to be in business long enough, you'll probably have multiple stories like this, where you've lost money on things, but you have wins to offset the losses. That's the beauty of, what we do and it becomes a little bit of a game. And for most of us, it's like, okay, how much can I, you know, tweak the system to do this or change this or make this and blah, blah, blah. And eventually, hopefully at the end of the year, you have what we call a a net, you know, remainder of dollars. But when you make silly mistakes, it cuts into that net or sometimes it can cut so hard that you put you in the red and then, then you're in bad news. How far out
2: do you look? So you say end of the year, um, you know, I've heard multiple different versions of it. Some folks look quarterly. Some folks look annually, some monthly. Uh, but what's your typical
0: outlook forecast? So with the computer business, it was always quarterly because yeah. you're it's service-based and we're in a town that was very migratory. So it wasn't people there all the time because yeah. you have to look at it like that. And then you sort of do an annual, you know, checkup at, at mid-year usually house sure. made was a month to month for a long time. And just like every small business that gets started, usually the first couple of years, you're looking at the books every month going, okay, what are we going to do this month? What do we, you know, how can we yeah. improve things month to month? Now we're looking at it. Uh, I would say twice a year to an annual. So I already know like my projections for 23 because retail is pretty consistent. Like once you get yeah. a, baseline of what you're doing and you have a broad offering of products you can kind of predict you know at the end of the year i think we're going to be here and how do we get there is you know that's the strategy component of it which i really love too yeah so yeah now about quarterly annually now but it's yeah i'd like to start looking i'd like to start looking a year in advance but i just i'm not that organized
2: yeah yeah it's tricky, you know, yeah, we, I mean, we mentioned it, or I think I brought it up a little bit last time about, um, folks diving from hobby to, uh, jo- you know, to, to starting a business. And, um, I, I, I feel like bringing up stuff like that, there's not a lot of consistent places to go to get info like that. You know, the, the nitty gritty down in the weeds, um, how you do some of these things, uh, when you run a business, right, is completely foreign to a lot of people. And um, I think the more info we can get out there, the better.
0: I think people want to see the the fun shit and don't really want to know the, the stuff yeah. that's not so fun. And, you know, Brent and I were just having this conversation today because we're in the weeds a bit backlogged with orders, which is normal for this time of year, even though we prepared is. not much as humanly possible we prepared an enormous amount of stock which we ran out of and then had to shift and pivot a bit to try to keep the flow happening and all of that that was you know that's i think a portion of the stress that comes from this time sure. of year. we thought for sure that we were before thanksgiving that we were packed and ready for the remainder of the year we were going to coast mm. i was mm-hmm. telling sarah and brent i'm like look we shouldn't be working this hard around the holidays. Let's pack up now. Let's get this stuff done. Then we'll just, you know, sell the stock off and switch over sometime around Christmas shipping Gen five and Q one of twenty three. Right. Well right. as we now know that didn't work that way and and um, you know, it became like a oh shit. Now and you know, <laughs> dude, yeah. we moved, no joke, we moved all of our inventory into the other warehouse and we've got all hands on deck. Like Sarah Sarah's parents who are in their seventies are over Man. there packing parts. Oh my packing God. wheels. Man. Getting because the demand so yeah, everyone expects and I appreciate our customers. So if you're waiting on a package from us, don't take this the wrong way. But everybody expects the shipping label to be created a day or two after the the shipment. It's unbelievable how many people order their shit on a Monday, and then on Wednesday, they're like, well, why hasn't it shipped yet? And even though on the website it says, like, hey, this is the situation. These things will ship within a week or two. Like, if I go to Amazon right now, they're two weeks out, and I can see the fucking Amazon warehouse across my street. Dude, Amazon's fucking-
2: They're delivering at eleven o'clock at night for fucking. We took delivery of something last night
0: at nine o'clock. Yes. It was eleven o'clock. I got
2: a notification on my phone and I'm like, nah, they couldn't have just they could not have just fucking delivered something. Sure enough, went out there. There it was. I was like, holy cow.
0: And that's because we're this time of year, we're inundated with orders that quadrupled the normal year. So yeah, and, yeah. and beyond that we weren't even really prepared to do this so that was the problem right. so you know when my in-laws were like hey we can come by a few days a week and just help you guys out i'm like oh my god sure. that'd be so helpful my mother-in-law is a ma- she's a mad woman she's packing nice. wheels like she's been doing it her whole life it's unbelievable it's awesome so it's been great you
2: know it's funny uh, i can remember as a kid we had greenhouses big you know 300 footer you know just big old hoop houses and my mom raised and sold flowers and vegetables and, and that kind of thing for a little while. And my Nana was like the queen of, um, you used to fill these flats with soil, you know, like six packs. Uh, you know, there'd be like, I don't know, hundred, several hundred little compartments in these flats. You'd fill it with soil and then you'd have to go through with a Sharpie and pop holes in it so you could, you know, like punch into the soil so you could put a little seedling in there. Oh, she sure. was the queen of that shit, man. She cranked stuff out, <laughs> you know, kind of like the the wheel packing. But she said she's like, you know, when uh, in World War II, she was in the factory. She was doing piecework. And she's like, this is just like piecework, you know? <laughs> yeah. So it's funny how that sometimes those, uh, those in-laws or those parents come to rescue and, you realize, like, holy cow, y'all, y'all rock!
0: <laughs> yeah, and they're not they're not afraid of hard work, you know. Right? They, they know not what it hell. means, and they they want to do it, and they want to help us out because they're like they're watching us like work fourteen hour days and still not yeah. get ahead. And it's like they, you know, they're inviting us over to dinner, and we're like, sorry, we we have to yeah. work, you know. And they're like, oh, sure, we'll come over and help, which is awesome. So yeah, yeah, nice. no, it's going well for the most part. The our Good. end of year. I wish we could get packages out faster, but, like, for instance, today, there's so much uh, going on. Uh, I've got somebody at my door. Hold on. Speaking of There's no one in here. Go ahead and take off with a show or do whatever. Let me just answer this door real quick.
1: Yeah, actually, I just had to leave momentarily because I had somebody at my door. It just happened to be... Well, it was, it was a person giving me a book of Mormon, you know? Oh,
2: there you go. We've
1: Uh, got, we've got the latter day saints have a church just a little down the road from where we're at. So we get those quite a bit, which I mean, you gotta do what you gotta do, right?
2: Gotta do what you gotta do. I'll give them credit. They work for it and uh, you can't take that away from that group of people. They, they work for it.
1: So Ben, Uh, how's your, your end of end of year looking? Because I know you you've been doing a lot with your, you know, the, the, um, collaboration space. Do you, are you doing yeah. a lot of custom work right now or are you i are you doing... am
2: yeah nice. i got you know i got a, a, a little rash of orders for aprons and like i've said before it's kind of um it's kind of moved more into custom type stuff um which is cool which i really like um I'd rather do that than you know be a factory punching out the same thing. So sure, um, sure. I recently picked up a laser, a little diode laser, and I've been dialing that thing in. Man, it is so sweet. Yeah. So <laughs> T- what, is, what is your
1: plan with that thing? What What are you going to do with it?
2: I don't have major plans, but right now I'm I'm uh, using it to engrave leather, so to basically burn logos into leather. Uh, And it works exceptionally well for that. The one I've got is just a 10-watt laser, so it's nothing, uh, you know, nothing too powerful. It can cut leather um, up to a certain thickness, you know, not the thickest, chunkiest leather, but um, it'll cut four to about seven-ounce leather, which is great.
1: So, recently, you made, like, that little hat for me where it had a patch with my logo on it.
2: Yeah, yeah. So instead of
1: 3d printing or milling out my, my, um, logo, could you just run it on this machine and have put down the piece of leather and it would cut those out?
2: I sure could. And that's something
1: that I've, I've
2: entertained, you know, the idea of doing hats and that kind of stuff. Um, I'm not really all that set up for it. Um, and you know, to do that right. You, uh, you would probably need like a hat press and you know some other tooling to to be able to crank them out um but you know onesie twosies here and there i'm gonna do some for myself actually um because i actually here's a here's a quick hot tip for you uh if you don't follow christy over at twisted twine i think it's twisted twine woodworking she does Tax Tip Tuesdays with Twisted Twine <laughs> which wow. is a hello crazy. <laughs> yeah. And um so Christy's great. She is on the Making Our Way podcast. She's a co-host uh with Austin and um from High Caliber Craftsman and Dean Deplanis. And they have a great show over there but yes, they do. one of the tips that she just threw out uh I think it was yesterday Tuesday, yeah, um, was that advertising. So if you're running your own business, you have a business, it's a legal business, and when it comes tax time, any money that you spend on advertising, so promotional uh, materials, whether it be hats, shirts, anything with your logo that can be considered advertising is actually not technically a tax write-off, it actually comes off of your earned income. Oh. So, a little bit different than a write-off, right? So, it decreases your taxable income. So, that's better than a write-off.
1: <laughs> right. I was just going to say that sounds a hell of a lot better.
2: Yeah. yeah so, that's just a, a tip for you. If you uh, end the year here, you got a couple more weeks, you want to order some stickers, you want to order some shirts, whatever it is, do it and it'll decrease your taxable income, which is
1: kind of it cool... Is. Cool Look tip. at us talking actually talking business in the Woo! workshop. Bring in Value, baby. What are we that doing? Value.
2: And Christy's a uh she's an she is an accountant by day, woodworker slash maker by night. So this is coming from a legit source, not just right. you know, spewing out random facts. But yeah, so I've been been customizing aprons, um, getting those going. You know, I've got the rash of um holiday not orders, but requests from the wife that i'm working on you know mouse pads and cutting boards and pencil boxes and you know all that kind of stuff yeah and uh this time of year the boys like to come out and try to you know make something for mom or grandma or whatever so i got the boys out here and the shop's a total fucking disaster
1: and yeah i'm actually i've just finished up i mean I've, i've had my christmas knives done for a week now, this this past week, I've had them done and now they're all shipped. They're out. Nice. I no longer have to worry about it. All great. OK, so Sweet. the next thing is I'm starting a batch of Christmas presents that I'm making for friends and family for you know Christmas. Yeah. You know, I'm sharp saying I got to I got to keep right, my reputation man. up. But uh yeah, that's it's just like, oh, okay. So I'm all done with all of the obligations. Now it's just fun things. But like you also have it's to get those work. done and shipped.
2: Yeah, it still works. <laughs> so it's man. it's not yeah. like
1: it's not like I'm, you know, taking the next couple of weeks off by any means. It's still, you know, foraging yeah. and all that fun stuff.
2: Yeah, it's but, funny. I you know, we, we come to that end of the year and and I feel like you get every year you get that big rush and then you know in a week or two here it'll be time to start reflecting back on the year and in some ways it's like my favorite and least favorite part of the year (laughs) you know i always feel like i write down all these empty goals and empty promises and then you know two months in i'm like "Fuck that i'm doing this um sure but i you know i will say the one thing that i've realized and i don't know if um i don't know how true, this rings with you, but I'm already starting to look back. And I think mostly because I am literally all over the place, right? Like Mm. I, I start my day and I honestly, uh, like, I'm confused where to even start most days because there's so many damn things on the list, you know, and really, I'm I'm struggling to find like, Hey, do this, which leads to that, which leads to that. And I'm not usually like that.
1: Is it an analysis by paralysis or a paralysis by analysis or like, is it just like,
2: um, well, you just have I can, so
1: much on your plate. You don't know what to take a bite of first.
2: I think I got so much on the plate. I mean, I literally sat down. This was two weeks ago. I sat down with a legal pad and filled up three sheets of paper with shit that I knew I needed to do. <laughs> and I'm like, holy hannah you know and it's everything from uh getting orders out the door to you know tasks to finish the basement to uh, of how's,
1: how's that basement going
2: it's been kind of on hold more or less um over thanksgiving we got a little push christy's parents were out for the holiday and uh her dad and i we got a good bit done honestly but you know then it as soon as he left it was like all right i got to get back to orders and i got to get back to you know paying customer work um and so in the back of my mind my goal has been all right take care of the paying customers take care of the christmas stuff and then let's get back to the basement before the holiday i don't know if that's going to happen
1: <laughs> speaking of taking care of the customer i've been doing a lot of that with my carbon sales yeah because... i was going to ask
2: how's that going
1: uh, carbon is definitely flying out the door. I still have quite a bit nice. to go. I mean, there's, there's always carbon to go with it, I have a yeah. boatload of it, but, yeah. um, one of the thing that's been happening recently is, um, especially on the smaller packages. Well, it's been the smaller packages and then I had one large package actually get stolen where they, they actually no, saw shit. it on a camera where somebody grabbed it and ran. It was a super fuzzy. You don't know if you, it was, if yeah. it was my package, but it was five pounds of carbon. So I bet like, those people Jesus. were
2: disappointed when they got right? that, you know? <laughs>
1: uh, but. Um, <laughs> Fucking <but> coal. <Cole>. Yeah. <laughs> I've had quite a few smaller pieces uh, just get lost in the mail where, like, we. No shit. It's just, there's one that I actually had to send out three times. And by the time wow. I sent the third one, and it showed up like two or three days later. And then the second one that I showed up, or threw out was there. And then now the first one is the one that's missing at this point. It's just kind of bizarre. But man, that's yeah, I've wild. definitely had a lesson of like, hey, if someone if someone says that they're missing carbon and, you know, they're not bullshitters, put another one out the door. It's it's literally wow. it's better to have them have more than what they bargained for than nothing. Sure. At all.
2: Sure. Yeah. But that's such a put you in such a shitty
1: spot, man. Right. You know, it's like, well, I'm lucky man. with right now because all of the carbon that I have or not all of the carbon, but. I've either paid a drastically lower price from the carbon company, or I've traded a bunch of knives for carbon. So like if I send another one out, it's not actually money coming out of my pocket or it's very little money coming out of my pocket. So it doesn't feel as bad. But hopefully I don't know if I'm going to be shipping USPS or if I'm going to have to switch it up with something else because it's, it's just been a little rough.
2: Yeah. UPS has been coming in a little bit better priced for me. Um, You know, I I was shipping my aprons in a regional rate box at about 20 bucks a clip, which was like, whew, that's a lot. And then I switched to a a padded, like a, a bubble envelope, you know, bubble wrap style envelope. Um, and the aprons fit beautifully in there and I was able to ship UPS and save eight bucks a package. So that's
1: been see those, good. those little bubble mailers are what's going missing for me because huh. if I'm selling, especially if I'm sm- selling a smaller amount of carbon, I've been getting yeah. those tiny bubble mailers from USPS and yeah, yeah. I've had quite a few of those go missing. So Man. then I just sm- ship in a small box and it shows up.
2: <laughs> so small, thra- small flat rate runs what 13 bucks or something now, doesn't it?
0: Uh, it's it's $8. closer. To... 8 bucks, okay. Yeah. The small, but... small flat rate, like the size of a VHS tape. Those are about yeah, eight, eight, nine bucks. The envelopes, the bubble envelopes, the trick to those, Brian, is to try to keep them as flat as possible, but also bind together all the pieces that are inside so mm. they can't move around. And the best way to do that and the cheapest way to do that is with – uh, the like food service wrap like saran yeah. wrap or something yeah. oh. like that you can buy it by like you can buy it, like 10,000 feet yes. at Sam's Club for like 20 bucks yep. and yep. so for the longest time before we had a shrink wrap machine which is what we use now uh just cuz it's faster it's not any cheaper it's just faster it's um uh, mm-hmm. it's you i we would wrap like literally wrap everything together because the here's what happens so when we talk with our postal carrier He gave us kind of an insight as to how the packages are handled from the time they leave our warehouse to wherever they go. And it's like they you can pretty much guess that they've been thrown probably more than a handful of times by like physically thrown across like 20, 30 feet. They also get they also get put on a conveyor belt. And on that conveyor belt, they're on there with other packages. So now you've got other packages falling on top of them, turning and twisting and all this stuff. And what happens is if the stuff on the inside of that bubble mailer is able to separate, it can create kind of like a scenario where it might work its way through the package. And now if that package gets breached, then they take your package and put it into like a bin and then it's never seen again. I mean, that's oh, kind of like how it works. We used to ship with those bubble mailers all the time. The trick was to, and, you, and the other p- trick you can do is once it's bound up on the inside, you can wrap that bubble mailer around it and tape it so that it just is like a little tiny package. It doesn't have to be that physically big, you know, bubble mailer size. And then it creates kind of like this, as long as they can still see like the, you know, USPS logo or the right. Priority Mail logo, doesn't matter how you ship it. You know, you can ship it like that and still get that price. Super so,
1: interesting. High level yeah. info right, right there. Thank you. That's going to save me we a lot, We ship so
0: much shit, dude. It's like, it, it, I learned so much in the last couple of years about that process because we used to ship all of our hardware packs, like nuts, bolts and all that stuff for the, the grinder in one of those bubble mailers. So like at any given month I would ship you know 50 to a hundred of those and a handful of them would always disappear and, you know, whatever. And it, you know, I started talking with the postal carriers and they were all like, Hey, the more you can keep the interior bound together, the better. So we zip locked it and then shrink wrapped it or, uh, uh, food service wrapped it on the inside. Never lost another one. I mean, it was like that simple. Interesting. Yeah. I will be
1: buying, I'll be going to Sam's club and buying some of that shrink wrap. Right. Well, as soon as we get done, I'm going to run get over yourself there and yeah. in the
0: club, Brian, and hey then man. pick yourself up some uh, $8 bottles of wine there because that'll <laughs> yeah. help you get through. That's what I sure. like. I like the drinks on the house, club. baby. That's let me it. go That's ahead.
1: It. Let me go ahead and pick your minds because I've been kind of kicking around this idea because, you know, I'm selling a lot of carbon. I'm selling some knives and, you know, I'm basically kind of filling my feed with both and it's, kind of, you know, some people love the knives, some people love the carbon and, you know, it's kind of feeling a little bit messy. And then also just as a business, you know, I'm, I'm starting to think about separating my businesses into, you know, there's B knives and I'm thinking about starting like B carbon. What do you guys think about that idea? Should I should I keep it all in one under one big roof or should I separate out the two so that, you know, the the problems of one don't become the problems of another?
0: I think mm. that you're overthinking it. I think you should <laughs> keep it. I think you should keep it under one umbrella. And, and here's the reason why, because your carbon sells to your knife maker friends and that's right. OK, too. But he, here's what I'll suggest have one umbrella, but don't call it B-Cone Knives. Call it, you know, what, it may, whatever you B-cone want to change the name. Supply Code. Yeah, whatever <laughs> it is, B-Cone Knives and Tool or, or something to kind of work in the fact that you're not pigeonholing yourself. We've talked about this probably yeah. a handful of times on the show about how people, you know, hi, I'm Brian's Oyster Shucker Company. You know, it's like, yep. wow, you got to sell an awful lot of fucking Oyster Shuckers. Like, you should have... Yep. That is your flagship product, but you know, you know, have the ability like housemade industrial. It's yep. got my last name in it. Butler it also Built. has the word yeah <laughs> Butler Built. It's the same concept because it's got our names in it. But it can I can sell anything under that under that yeah. moniker. So like, I think you should keep it uh, one. And here's the other problem is that managing multiple social social platforms for oh, multiple my Lord. different things is you think you can do it until it gets so big that you can't do it and then well it, you it, had you, several one suffers right? house, i had two you, i had housework and house made yeah
2: yeah the project side and then the sales side and I, I i believe it or not did juggle two for a little while when i ran the maker club and i had no real obligation to post anything to the maker club other than to keep you know parents in the loop or whatever and man even that was a pain in the ass um and it is just like brian said a huge part of why I, well, my original name was the Benjamin Butler company, right? It was just to be as generic as possible. Um, and then mostly I was looking at that from a social media perspective, but now as I moved more into a full-time business, that's when I rebranded the Butler built and my thought being, well, it could be Butler built furniture. It could be Butler built leatherwork, It could be Butler built fucking you know, whatever, golf balls, who cares? You know,
0: it's built uh, by Butler.
2: That's it's built it. by the
0: Butler.
1: Yeah. So let's, let's start brainstorming some of the, some names that I can come up with because I'm terrible mm. at this side of things. Sharp Speak Santa on-
0: Incorporated right Woo-hoo! there. I've got you named Woo-hoo! out, buddy. That's Sharp it. Sharp Santa, Santa Incor-
1: Supply. <laughs> <laughs> that will work in December only. <laughs> uh, I know. I know. That's a yeah. bummer. Yeah. I- that's I'm a, a
0: good, big that's fan That's a good
2: question. What are we going to call you? Keeping hmm. your name in it. You know, some people stay away from that and they shy away from putting their name in it.
1: One of the reasons why I want to keep my last name specifically in it is like back in the day, my grandpa owned a music store in my small town where I grew up. Mm. So Cone's Music Store was such a huge like flagstone in my growing up, like having going to that music store, seeing my grandpa build you know, basically run yeah. the thing single-handed well not single-handedly but he ran that thing he built it up by himself so having something cone something or be cone something is pretty central to my, myself but i i want to open it up not just to you guys i want to open yeah. it up to the people what do you guys think i should name my or switch over to because b cone knives mm. it's cool but like you know i'm not just selling knives anymore or i'm not keeping it's not only that- knives
2: Yeah. I think keeping that B cone in it would be a good move, mostly because you've got such recognition with that. Like, I still have people call me Benjamin, you know, and Honestly, that was one of the big reasons I wanted to get rid of Benjamin Butler Company is because I don't like being called Benjamin. <laughs> but I still have people call me Benjamin, remembering the Benjamin Butler Company thing. Um, so you've got that recognition. And maybe it's just as simple as, like Brian said, B-cone, blade, and tool, you know, or B-cone, blade, and supply, or something like that.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah. do you still like it when I call you ben
1: Oh
2: yeah! I'll always you can I call me that's... anything,
0: sweetie. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I,
1: I, except for late for dinner, right? Exactly. Except for <laughs> late for <laughs> dinner. <laughs> I
0: because I, I've just I, I think of you as Ben Jammin. In fact, right. in my phone I have you in there as Ben Dash nice. Jammin. Yeah. So that's that's it.
2: Well, that's I actually I was just every (laughs) as we were talking about that I just my head popped up and uh, one of my original stickers is on my on my wall here beside my computer and for folks that don't know when I first bought stickers I uh, I sent I had played around with my logo about a zillion times and had about five thousand versions of it never realizing until I got my stickers in the mail. And then posted a picture of a pile of stickers that I spelled my name, B-E-N-A-J-A-M-I-N, (laughs) Benajamin. And some dude comments and he's like, so did they add the extra A or did you? (laughs) And I'm like, oh, fuck. (laughs) Wait a
0: minute. Was this an accident? Yes. Oh. I had no idea.
2: Made this sticker, had my name on it, you know, everything else. My wife looked at it. My parents looked at it. That like, ev- it all everybody in my family had proofed it. You know, nobody caught it until I posted a picture and some random dude goes,
0: hey, did they add the extra A or did you? <laughs> I got to one up you here because I work for TV station, work for Fox television for a bunch of years. And I did like the graphic background stuff you know for them and um we had this thing called safety fest and it was like where you all the firemen got together and police officers it was kind of like a puff piece for you know Mm -hmm. you know uh connecting the community with the the first responders and stuff and i spelled safety wrong okay in in the safety fest logo oh so and not like get say T E E or something like clever. It was either, uh, it like? I th- yeah no, it was like s a f e t i i it, it was it looked very close, but it wasn't yeah. right. Yeah, it was like you know anyway. Uh, <laughs> so this logo gets put on like I don't know like thirty commercials for this thing. <laughs> oh shit. Nobody notices it. No, right. not a single person said anything until the first day it ran on the air. Yeah, and then, of course, Damn. the audience, everyone the who had been watching, there's yeah, they're like why why did you so spell safety that way and then <laughs> it, and then it it created such a huge shitstorm because we had to pull right. all of the ads you know oh. but it was like one of those things like it was a dyslexic thing i reversed an e yeah. and a y or something i don't remember what i did exactly but And I'm like, and so I got like brought into the executive's office about this (laughs) and stuff. And I'm like, look, you can blame me all you want, but you're going to also have to blame the five fucking guys who saw this thing before it went out the door, including the engineer who ran it on the fucking show, man. Like, come on, you know, whose
1: bright idea was it to give the I mean, this was my job.
0: (laughs) This is my job. But I'm supposed to have like people. (laughs) double checking my work you know uh, a right. problem you know, every no good writer needs that. an editor <laughs> <laughs> so anyways but hey listen uh i'm, I'm back now the, the guy at my door was my oh. machine shop guy and I had a bunch of shit i had to talk to him about so i appreciate uh-huh. your patience for that well, uh, you're good. You're uh, good. D- switching over uh real quick did i miss the word like what was going on in your workshops at all like the elevator pitch portion or, or i mean or we, we, we kind of
1: We kind of talked about it a little bit. I finished up my my knives are done and shipped and I'm just working on, you know, basically my friends and family knives for Christmas presents. And uh, so everything else, everything else in my shop, there's nothing huge coming up except for after the new year. So I'm all set. But, you know, still a lot of work to go on because I'm making a lot of Christmas presents. You know, you got You got to make it happen, right?
0: You are Sharp Santa. After all, that is how you got your name a couple years ago is uh, all the gift giving you do throughout the year. So that's that's killer, man. And Ben, what about you? Any updates on the sticker project or uh, other than you spelling your name wrong? (laughs) No, no big updates on the sticker project. We're still kind of plugging away
2: there. Um, But yeah, aprons, custom laser, uh, laser engraved logos on the chest pockets, which is really cool. Been having a lot of fun with the diode laser. Um, you know, it's not the most powerful thing in the world. It's a 10 watt Creality, uh, laser Falcon, I think they call it. And, uh, it's been treating me pretty darn well. Uh, mostly engraving leather, but now branching out a bit too. And, making some cutting boards for teacher presents and that kind of stuff. So I'm going to start engraving names on those and
1: hold on. You make stuff for your teachers. You don't just buy something like goodness. You go above and beyond Ben. My wife's a cheapskate, so she just com-
2: commissions me to make them for free. Like, oh, go, you got scraps nothing laying to do. around. Get yeah, you got your nothing ass to do. out
0: there and make some gifts for the teacher. Oh, by the way, why
2: is the basement not done, you lazy piece of shit? <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I'm oh, not uh, I'm not, not stressed, no.
1: What's <laughs> up, <laughs> no. so, Brian? Yeah, go ahead and switch good. those gears. Yeah.
0: What you all right. Got? Switching, uh, so, in the season of gift giving, which is where I was going with all of that, is, uh, you know, the, we fall into kind of a unique category where Housemate is a retailer. So, we're slammed. Like, I can't make people gifts. I really wish I could. My thing, maybe that'll change. My time frames will change in the future. But it just right now, I can't. And, Brian, I hear what you're saying about making people. I love the fact that you're so ahead of the game when it comes to stuff like that because a gift that you make someone is ten times worth the value of it being purchased. If you know what I mean, it's just a, something Absolutely. about that. Like, mm-hmm. hey, I not only am I giving you an item, I'm giving you a handmade item that was made by me. Right. That's uh, you know hours upon hours of time and years of expertise were dumped into that. So I'm curious to hear from you guys in regards to that process, who do you pick to give those things to? I mean, I obviously your spouse or, you know, close family. But even that becomes daunting to fill those types of orders because we all have, you know, five to ten people in our sphere. And, you know, how do you make five to 10 things for those people.
1: So I'll go first. I'll go first because basically Emily and I sat down and we're like, okay, so we have the, these are our immediate family and these are all the people that we want to give gifts to. Okay. We have ideas for this person, this person, this person, this person, here's all the holes, Brian, what can you make? (laughs) You're right. (laughs) So it comes down to like, Hey, there's, there's about five to six different people that we don't have gifts for yet. And I'll just make a bunch of generic thing, like not like ultra generic, but like, sure. you know, I'll make bottle openers or a smaller, you know, kitchen knife or, you know, stuff that it's, it's not specific to any specific person, but, yeah. you know, can very easily be like, oh, well we have, we didn't find something for this person here. Here's a bottle opener. You know, it's, right. it's something mm-hmm. relatively easy. I see.
2: Yeah. We fill we fill gaps that way for sure. You know, like, um, gift exchange kind of thing you know like family we call it dirty santa (laughs) but it's you know where everybody brings a gift everybody gets a number the first person gets to open a gift from the pile the next person gets to steal it or you know open another one that game and we always try to make a couple things for that you know just to kind of offset not not really expense but just get some handmade in there
1: Do you have a dollar amount that you have to put on that? Because it's going to turn into that scene from the office where an iPod shows up. (laughs) Yeah, we do usually. Yeah.
2: Yeah, for sure. There's And it depends on the family, too. You know, there's different thresholds. But with a cutting board, you know, you could some people sell them. I saw a cutting board the other day for six hundred fucking dollars.
0: Was Pardon it made of my out, like, French titanium but or something? What the hell? You're
2: a little too proud of your cutting board if you're charging six hundred fucking dollars. I'm sorry. Wow. <laughs> um but my probably my biggest when it comes to making gifts, I always make something for my boys. That's kind of I guess an unwritten tradition, so to speak. Um so I always try to ma- at least make one thing for each of them that I know they've been wanting or whatever you know like the um the pinball game that i was talking about last podcast or whatever i think this year i'm going to make a dartboard um a dartboard cabinet that we uh, lost a dartboard in the flood so we're going to replace the dartboard and i'll build a cool little cabinet for him and making sam a belt and making jack jack's into journaling he writes in his journal every night it's really kind of cool Oh, um, interesting, which is crazy for like a you know 12 year old. Um, I love
1: how I love how the last time we talked about Jack, it was like he just killed a deer and he's got blood right. smeared and on now it, like And Now he's yeah, journaling, it's journaling yeah. it's like what the
2: hell, yeah. Well, and then man,
1: for sure, <laughs> yeah. he's all over the place. Well,
2: and I read, I don't know if you guys have read it, but it's um, I listened to it, but Matthew McConaughey's book Green Lights, yeah, no. That. pretty darn decent i will say he's a lifelong journaler um, and his book is sort of a look back through and uh, an accumulation of lessons learned from all of his journals more or less and he talks about green lights are you know opportunities when the light turns green you go and so he's like how to how to turn yellow and red lights into green lights and you know make the best out of life kind of thing and Who who could go wrong with you know twelve hours of Matthew McConaughey reading a book to you? It's right,
1: his voice. So
2: you feel like you're in a western style beef commercial all fucking day. You know, (laughs) 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 it's what's for dinner. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, so I ended up getting he as part of that book. He sells an actual journal. Um. And number one, I love it because it's actually landscape orientation. I've never seen a journal that is that way. So it's about five by eight inches or nine inches, but it goes long ways, which is kind of cool. So I picked that up for Jack, and it's got little prompts and stuff in it from McConaughey himself. So nice. we're I just turn. bought
0: it on Audible. I'm going to listen to it so nice. you and I have something to talk about.
2: Yeah, it's pretty good. I'm, I'm yeah. re listening right now, so it's kind of cool. But yeah, but it, it is tough to decide who to make things for and then to what level to make it, right? Uh, or what thing you're going to make. How big is too big? Um, that kind of thing. You know, besides my boys, I always make something for Christy as well. And so it's, but
0: you're out of your damn
2: mind, dude. I don't yeah. know how you do it all. I don't either. Well, that's what I was saying before while you were talking to the machinist is I literally sat down and wrote out three legal pad sheets of paper of shit that I got to do a couple weeks ago and I'm like, "My <laughs> God. Something's got to fucking give here or <laughs> my, my heart" favorite. Is-
0: my favorite thing is when you're you know, giving things to people on Christmas and some of them get like your handmade items, but then looking at the other people that don't get them, yeah. They're like they're Whoa. like, Well, oh, I, I got oh, this I like, like you give somebody like a freaking Amazon gift card and then what? like a couple of people in the room get a knife or you know, something very, yeah, very, yeah. you know, thoughtful. thoughtful. And it's Hold tough. You you like
1: that feeling? Yeah, oh, yeah, that's man. awful. That means, that means it, you I'm, just dropped a bomb, baby. <laughs> see,
0: see, I'm just uh, setting the room. I'm setting the stage for like a power play. You know, like I'm just like, this is where you are in my – no, I'm kidding. I, you, obviously, that's why I asked the question because you can't make stuff for everybody. So there's definitely people that are, you're going to be closer to and whatever else. Yeah, yeah. I was kind of setting myself up for the big joke, which is I don't make anything <laughs> – for anyone in my you know family except for crazy, that's it. Right, I just yeah. make them crazy. Yeah, yeah. 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 So nice. because every they're, day, yeah. yeah, every single day that makes them crazy. I'm going crazy. You want to come along? Let's go. Let's <laughs> anyway, think- shifting over to uh, since we've got all that out of the way about Christmas and everything, and if you're in the weeds like I am, I feel <laughs> you. I feel your pressure and your, you know, I I'm just I'm right I'm right up there with all of you guys. I'm feeling all of that. And try to go easy on yourself, and you know, just remember, you're only one person; you can only do so much. And I'm saying that to myself as well. So, uh, shifting gears into WFI projects on my screen, and I don't know how this happened, but now I have WFI projects. I have a list of top posts. I have a list of recent posts. It's a beautiful thing. It seems like Instagram has got their hashtag thing figured out. Like oh, I didn't able have to- that before. Well, so I did a ways back, and then it just stopped happening. I just got like a random mix of things. Oh, None really? None of it was kind of in date and time, and I got a, I've got a couple of things I want to talk about because last show, last episode, I purchased some Pelican paste from uh, oh, yeah. Mr. Haynes over at uh, Bird Forge, Travis, and... Uh, he's doing well with that. And they're like little tins, like Carmex tins of wax. And one of the first things that I noticed immediately about it is that it's mostly wax. So if you, like, if you can imagine, okay. it's not, it does not melt in your hand. Yeah. It's not soft. And he says this in a little note to me, like he'd like some feedback and I'm, I'm giving it to him now, but I think it's brilliant because when you put whatever you decide to put it on, it stays on. It doesn't melt sure. with your skin temperature. So well. I did a lot when I owned a soap company. I I experimented a lot with low melting point waxes and oils. So like coconut oil would be a great example of that. It melts at like right around 75 degrees, 74 degrees, something like that. So it like gets into a liquid state, I should say, not melts, but like, you know, gets to a liquid state. So if you mix that with wax, the wax has a tendency to take on that same viscosity or yep. temperature uh you know, relationship. So um with the stuff that you get from Travis, it's like you put your thumb on it and you have to work it a bit to get some up yeah. and off That's, of it.
2: That's uh which reminds me of Smith's leather balm is like that. Uh Smith's is very waxy. I think they use almond oil, uh beeswax, and one other kind of oil. Um, but it's very much like that. You have to really work it to start getting it into like a buttery consistency. I just made some the other day. I had a bunch of beeswax that I had ordered. I've been meaning to do it and mixed it with coconut oil. Um, and you're right. Getting that ratio right isn't trivial. Um,
0: it is very I was going to
2: sell some, but I right. didn't figure anybody wanted to buy butt butter. <laughs> but butler butter i don't know so,
0: dude i don't know there's there's probably a whole bunch of people there that would i buy mean it, but not for the people purpose out there, you're intending crack if wax. there's people
1: out there wanting gator piss they're gonna want butt butter come on now we just, just all goes together we've Maybe been talking just...
0: about grinder grease we've been Lean talking about it. making like a grinder wax you know that you could put on surfaces but like everybody sells this stuff so like we're just like, do. you know we got enough shit to do but you're right about the ratios So Pelican paste, it's more of a wax or harder wax, but it's got a lot of uses. And one of the major uses, what I used it for, was I put it on the handle of the knife that I use every day to uh, make lunch here at the shop and then hit it with a buffing wheel. And it's like, so you you kind of melt it a little bit in your hand and then then you put it on and then you hit it with a buffer and it kind of like works into the cracks and it feels like it almost waterproofed the handle
2: what's nice about that ratio right at least what i'm finding i just put some on some straps of an apron some of the stuff that i made and it was a little heavy on the wax side but what's cool about it is that i found the oil penetrates in really nicely and then with a little bit of heat i went over it with a heat gun the wax that was left on top softened up and you could kind of rub that in and you're right now you've got this Deep penetrating oil with a waxy finish. So that stuff sounds great. I might have to get some yeah. of that Pelican pit. Yep,
1: good yeah, stuff. Yeah, I um, check it out. It's it's some good stuff. I have some going coming my way. I don't have it quite yet, but I mean, Travis over at Bird Forge is killing it with that. I'm going to jump over to another WFI project that is also Bird Forge. He's got this handle and it's complete. It's black pearl and it's absolutely gorgeous. I just yes. have to commend him on. You know, the finish he got on this thing because it's just it looks so satiny smooth it's it's very pretty but yeah hey, how it's,
2: is so if i remember right travis did a uh raffle or uh something because he was having um he had some challenges with work and and his job and was moving to making full time is that going well does anybody know on for
0: him or no i have no info on it
1: I haven't talked to him about that, but it seems like he's firing on all cylinders.
0: Yeah, he's making a shit Great. ton of stuff, Great. so I assume Great. that's what's going on. Yeah. Okay. Um, also, I want to bring up Mark Vanderwerf. One of our patrons has a waffle going on. Whoa,
2: whoa, whoa! whoa waffles. Six he days made a big ago.
0: He, yeah, he's got one one eight blades is his handle or Dutch Hills, Dutch Hills leather with one something. H. Uh, you can go see uh, him at. Uh, on Instagram and it's 30 spots at 12 pound 50 P if I'm saying that correctly, 50 pence. And, uh, you can get in on this knife and I really love it. Like it's, I love the handle. I love the pins. I love everything he did with it. So, uh, good luck Mark on that. Uh, no Mark is a big, huge member of the community and supports a lot of people that support WFI projects. And you can very easily support his work by buying into his waffle.
2: Nice. Nice. Red Dot Knives has got this little uh, pocket ninja, he's calling it. and He's got the uh, OD Green handle on it and some uh, black, I guess, G10 scales. Looks like the black is the liner, but the OD Green's uh, on the outside there. Just a cool little chunky, he says thin, but it looks pretty chunky in the picture. I but. love
0: his work, man. I, yeah. I've loved his work from the beginning. He's been a, a follower of my work and vice versa for so long. His stuff is super original. I I dig it. Yeah, yeah. You can always cool. tell one of his knives because of his profiles. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> They're usually really unique. And he also just got a paragon kiln. So, you know, he's crushing it. If he's he's nice. got, he bought into the paragon Yeah, kiln. how about it? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Nice.
1: I've got uh Tortuga Blade Works. He's still doing these shirts. Have you guys seen the logo on the backs of these shirts? It's killer. Oh my yeah. gosh, that just looks so badass. I've actually ordered a couple of them, one for me and one for Emily. Because nice. these these shirts are so cool. And also he's such a great guy. You want to support him. So yeah, Tortuga Blade Works. He's
0: not only is he, you know, one hell of a knife maker, but he makes a badass shirt too. You're not even <laughs> joking about his knife work. The guy oh, can forge yeah. like I mean his stuff is amazing. Yeah, yeah. well done there. And Ben's bites, yeah, Handlework.
2: photo. Woo.
0: Man, this glow in the dark uh, black light. Uh, he's experimenting oh, with yeah. layering. Yeah, you gotta see this. Ben, you're just you're leveling up. Every time you put out something new and experimental like this, man, it's just it's when
2: he 3D printed something recently as part of a mold, or um yeah, he and I have been talking a little bit of laser and I and I need to get back to him. I think I, I got some messages, but um just always pushing the limit, you know, or not the limit, but feeling around the edges and seeing what can be done with whether it's different technology or different different methodologies just really solid solid work um
0: our boy w
2: yeah our boy w scott 1987 it's got a pretty cool quench tank set up there this guy's just i feel like he's just on the verge of becoming a full-blown like blacksmith tool company (laughs) you know just he's always got these cool ideas for you know stuff for the shop it's really cool
1: here's somebody that i don't think we talk about very often tectonic underscore creations so he's doing this epoxy pour so this is he he says it's a throwback to his very first epoxy display and it's like the wooden epoxy and there's there's you know it looks kind of like a river with some rocks on the bottom but the cool thing is it has like this lizard skeleton that he says in this thing that it's a real skeleton Where this this lizard is walking across this like riverbed looking thing? Oh my god, this thing is amazing!
2: Out at the maker shop that I'm uh, helping at, um, my boy Alex recently did a table. It was a commission. I think it was his last commission um, under his Heart of Timber brand, which was a table company uh, that he recently sold, but. The, the river table that he made had two rivers and in the bottom of each of them, he actually had small river rock and man, it was just killer, killer. So if you're, I think he posted it over on the, uh, maker shop. I think it's maker shop. Boise is the tag on that. If y'all are interested in checking out, um, the maker shop here in Boise, they're posting some cool stuff, man. Um, starting to pick up out there. So check those guys out, Maker Shop Boise.
0: Very good, very good. Uh man, I got a dad joke around here somewhere. Sure, let's get that. Anything going. else you anything else you guys want to highlight from uh Oh, uh, one projects? other guy.
2: Um uh, I've been following this guy for just a very short while now and he doesn't have many uh doesn't have a lot of followers, but he he's doing He's, he's got the Brian House brain, I feel like. He's doing just shop updates as reels, you know, and they might be a minute long. Uh-huh. Like, hey, here's what's going on. Um, but TFS builds. Uh, Tango Foxtrot Sally <laughs> builds TFS. And uh, he's got some cool stuff going on. He's a woodworker. So all you metal workers, just forgive me for a minute, but check out TFS Builds.
0: T-F-S.
1: Nice. Yep. Let's okay. do a dad joke, and then after that, I have a couple things I want to talk about real quick before we get on out of here.
0: Okay. All right. Well, you know what? I'm digging for the dad joke. I was looking for the right one, so why don't you hop in and discuss what you'd like to discuss, and by the time you're done with that, I should have found what I'm looking for.
1: Nice. So you know how last time I was talking about going over to Matt Gentry's last week? Yes. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. that that fell through and now we're doing it
2: on Friday. <laughs> you didn't crash another vehicle
1: though, did you? No, I did not. I did not crash another vehicle. But yeah, so I'm I'll be going over to Matt's this this Friday and then the actually the collaboration video that we started way back the last time I was there, that video will be dropping this Saturday. So there'll be a piece that Matt and I both worked on that will be going up for auction or for raffle at the very end of that video. So yeah, be be excited about that. Brian, do you have that dad joke going?
0: I, I found it, yes. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw this on the news or not, but uh, a truck loaded with Vicks vapor rub overturned on the highway. <laughs> oh yeah? <laughs> Amazingly, there was no congestion for eight hours. <laughs>
2: <laughs> saw it ben already
0: knew the 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 tagline before I, I said it. One, the punchline so before I even saw it. Yeah, just
2: like a train it. wreck.
0: So <laughs> that's it. So that was from Steve Grillo. Steve, we appreciate you, buddy, and um, we hope you're doing well. Last time I saw Steve was in June and, uh, at Blade Show. Blade nice. Show. Nice. Nice. Uh, real so, quick, I want to thank our two new patrons. We've got two new people. Two new. Decided to just throw their money at throw us. Throw their like money away. Dala dala hala hala. Nate Shiflet. Nate was the uh, gent that won the. I say, uh, that name uh, sounds familiar. The guy that won the the blade competition that uh, Brian uh, was a part of. Wow. Yeah. The Nate in Tallahassee. Yeah. And uh, Not we in discussed Tennessee. his work. Not Tennessee, correct. <laughs> Not Tennessee. <Yes. laughs> right. And then Clinton Long. And uh, both these gentlemen have uh, signed up for the high five. And we appreciate you guys so much. Thank you so much. That dollar, Those dollars that you put in to our show... Uh, go into a bucket to help us go to things like blade show and makers camp and uh, all the things like buy new equipment microphone i'm very much due for new shit like my microphone is falling apart and i'm every time i had to like kind of like screw things back together so hopefully at some point i mean it still sounds okay like i, mean, it, I it every time i listen to the podcast well, back it's like with it a voice fine. like
2: that brian silky <laughs> how buttery go smooth wrong?
0: <laughs> i can make just about any microphone sound good Great face yeah, for radio, as said. my mom says. Exactly. <laughs> so, so we appreciate you guys.
1: I want to uh, – so there's one more thing that I kind of want to talk about. Sure. Oh, yeah. And that was with the Black Carbon. With So with our patrons, um, I am going to start breaking up. So I've, I've been selling these one-pound, one-inch 1 stripping. How about yeah. this? For the year 2023, every single month – we will be picking one random person out of the patreon and I'll send them a half pound for free. And that's that's the that's the big push this year is I'm, every single nice. month I'm gonna I'm gonna send out a half a pound. Maybe I might just round that up to a pound a month or two. But uh, yeah, let's let's go ahead and get some stuff into our Patreon's hands. And then another thing with that black carbon, I have been seeing a lot more people working with it and using it and making it really beautiful. And I'm really appreciative of that because, you know, I'm it's it's, you know, a, an unknown product. So, you know, most people don't know what it looks like when it's finished or very few people know what it looks like when it's finished. So m- the more people that use it and then promote it, that's really huge for me because that gets more eyes on it and more people wanting to get it. So that's really huge yeah. for me. And I really appreciate all of the people that are posting those things. And that's that's been pretty huge for me. So, what yeah. about,
0: uh what about doing something like a, a build along project where you have to use the carbon as a scale that could kind of get some eyes on uh, on your work, too? That would be kind of cool. To that see, is like, a, what people do with it. You know, different yeah, things.
1: a competition would be really cool. Like, um, obviously, we're not going to do it in the next couple of weeks because everyone's, you know, killing themselves for for Christmas. Yeah, There's no, so much no, work is, to be done. Yeah definitely So yeah maybe maybe beginning of next year we can do a little build along thing and, and it uh, doesn't
0: have to be a knife you know they can make a spoon or a fork or freaking steak oh, turner or you yeah. know what i mean like get like make make it open to cuz you know Brian your your carbon project is not just useful for knives you know a lot of woodworkers yeah. could incorporate it in their I was work just gonna because say, it work, yeah. works it works kind of like what that do you-, you know
2: what do you think? So, have you guys ever seen um, like a bow tie uh, inlay to yeah, keep a crack yeah. from spreading? I've seen folks use all kind of shit for those things, and I've There's never a joke seen in there somewhere. I know, <laughs> I've never <laughs> seen anybody use like I. At one point, I, I thought like micarta would be kind of neat, but I don't know like the the tinsel strength of it. I imagine it's at least as strong as it's wood. Similar I mean.
0: to wood. I yeah. was going to say, if... G card
1: is all really strong shit. If you're looking for tin- tinsel strength, I mean, carbon fiber is right. bulletproof. proof. That's, it's That's literally built thinking. for that. <laughs> well, there you go.
2: Maybe I'll maybe I'll have it. I yeah. don't have a so, need for it now, you know, like a table or anything, but that'd be kind of cool.
1: Yeah, we could do like, you know, if the person who wins, we could do three of them where like the, the, the first person wins like 10 pounds. The second person who wins or the second place would be like five pounds and the third place would get like two and a half pounds or something.
0: Yeah, we no, we can get like sponsors for this. I mean, you, you know, you don't have to give away more carbon. You, could you, I mean, you could obviously be one of you know many, but we could do a work for it build along where you get I to just show should. off your skills. You know, I think we
1: should do here's, something like that. Here's the workaround though, because like I. I want a lot of people to get into it, and it feels like a bit of a money grab because, like, oh well, best person who uses my product that you have to buy.
0: Like, <laughs> nah, don't look at the, it like that. That's it's, okay. it's a promotional thing. It's a, it's done all the time, and you know, right. um, you know, maybe what you do is you discount the carbon to a point where you just people cover the cost of shipping because it's a transactional thing. Mm-hmm. You know, be open about it and and honest about it. Like, hey, I'm trying to get p- more people to use my product. And I'd like to see what you guys can do with it. So for the cost of shipping, let's just call it like eight bucks. You get like thirty percent off. I
1: I love your enthusiasm, but like maybe maybe that's a little bit low.
0: Well, you know what I'm saying. Like right. you're you're yeah. not giving them a ton of it. You're just giving them enough to work with. You know, and there's different layers of it. You know, different levels of it. I really um, like that you know, idea. Yeah. So you know, I did, well, just brainstorming here. You know? And I mean, if hell, we, if it were me, I'd just be giving the shit away. You know, yeah. I'd be like, hey, I want I want it in the hands <laughs> of everybody. But I'm not a cheapskate. You know, like you yeah, are. So right. was, hey, yo, it, come on, ah. well, come on yeah.
2: now. Well, think of it this way too, right? You could say you charge. I don't know. Fifteen bucks. Right. And you you, and you'll get a box. Everybody gets the same amount, same shape, whatever. And that's like your entrance fee for the competition. And then maybe like Brian said, we get it. We get a sponsor and there's a prize at the end. You know, maybe, um, you know, you you win a fucking grinder i don't know you know something crazy like a that brian house you win revolution win you win an apron stop an giving apron. my grinders away
0: now <laughs> right you
2: know you win. An, yeah you win an apron or you, you win, win uh you win something from all three of us or you know something like well, that we, we so, could
0: get companies to donate stuff right it's that's not too what tough, i'm
2: thinking you know you, know, you yeah. win combat abrasives you know a thousand maritime
0: drops. knife supply come on now Yeah, we got lots <laughs> yeah. of people that would be would, would love to be a part of this so yeah, yeah. all right so we'll brainstorm it off air and we'll figure it out um brian i like that concept so uh are you you are you done with your announcements now brian oh
1: yeah that that was just it i just wanted to thank all the people that are done talking I just wanted to thank all of the people that are using it and promoting it because like Matt Gentry just put up a post yesterday about it. And I like sold like 300 bucks worth of carbon just off of that post. That's how it works. It's not, it doesn't seem like a lot to most people, but that's huge for me. So
0: yeah. Yeah, no, it's great, man. I, I love to hear that. And that's what I think you'll figure out more, the more and more you get into this concept of selling other things and figuring that whole thing out. I'm looking forward to see what you do with it. So uh, great. All right. So, hey, let's uh shift sh- shift over to the after show question. We've got one from Austin Saunders. I had a couple, but I'm going to uh we'll bounce back to the other question next week. Uh, Austin is high caliber craftsman. If you don't mm-hmm. know who he is, that he's on uh, Making Our Way podcast um, and uh, just and all like one of the guys that I just really truly respect and love his work all around. He's just one of of the hardest working guys that it's in the maker community. And he's a regular contributor to social media content. He's always entertaining me. So if you're not following high caliber craftsmen, you should be because you'll get inspired and entertained all at the same time. Anyway, he's a patron of ours and he'd like to know the, the answer to this question. Since I had a sickness and he's referring to me, um, when I got shingles, He said, your sickness wiped you out of work, and I just had the same thing happen to me. So he's been out uh, for a little bit. He said, have you worked on building in any safety nets or protocols for when that happens again? It's an excellent question because a lot of us fall into that category, and you can listen to the answer, which may surprise you what I have to say about this uh, in the after show. And the only way you can get into the after show is to become a patron patreon.com forward slash work for it for as little as ten dollars and 80 cents a year you can get over 50 episodes of the work for it after show content you wouldn't normally have uh, well, let's, and it supports us
1: that yeah. number 50 is low because you know most of the time throughout the year we have two shows a week so I mean we're well over a 100
0: uh, Ooh, well, that's point. true, but I, I'm talking about the after show because uh, that only follows uh, once a week. So uh, that's the, the after content they mint. wouldn't have. Yes, the after dinner mint. So uh, okay, uh, the kiss at the end of the night, which uh, okay. is the after show. But you're right, Brian. If you uh, even if you're not a patron, you do get over mostly over a hundred episodes a year. Work for it. So we appreciate you as always. This is Brian House. You the world and Elizabeth work for a podcast. Woo! Hard work. Good luck. Did I get it? Did I, I think win? You did. I think I nailed it. We nailed the ending this time. <laughs> nailed Finally, nailed it. Nailed oh. it. I had to speedrun. Right, that was awesome. All right, on to the after show.